Warrior Woman, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is on building strength and confidence. And my guest today, well, she radiates strength and confidence and power and grace. She is probably one of the most powerfully graceful women I know. She's been featured on the cover of martial arts magazines five times, holds the world record for females for ice breaking, which is very, very cool. And in 2013, she was named one of the top 10 female martial artists in the world. Again, very cool. Kaimi, who is my guest today, is an athlete, an actor, a teacher, a mother, and a business owner. And I was so grateful when she said yes to coming on the podcast to talk about how she empowers women through self-defense to build strength and confidence. So in the episode today, we talk about her story, how she got into martial arts, the legacy that she was born into, her work through Authentic Gym, and how she began to see this space that could be filled. And that space was really working with women and empowering them through martial arts, through self-defense, to help them gain control of their mind to find their inner strength and confidence. So we really talk about how she helps women build strength and confidence and why having a training practice, a physical practice is really key in that. She believes that being strong and confident will help women achieve more in life. And I totally agree, 100%. I honestly believe that Having a physical practice that helps us feel strong, connected, confident, and builds trust with our body bleeds into all areas of our life. It changes our posture, you know, how we show up in the world as women, as mothers, as daughters, as sisters, uh, as friends. And yeah, this conversation today was really one of my favorite conversations that I've had on the podcast I'm not going to say any more. We're just going to dive straight into it. But yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful for her perspective uh, on building strength and confidence. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. I believe the quality of our cycles determines the quality of our training and lives. And I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles and training with them is the future of women's training. Each week on the podcast, myself and other professionals will talk about how to know your cycle, eat to support your physiology and training, and how to train smart so you can finally get the results that you want in your training. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Beautiful. So I would love to start with what you do. Okay. Yes. So, um, Right now, so I have a gym um, and then and it's it's mostly martial arts with self-defense. We have yoga, Pilates in there as well. Um, 
I have the production company with my partner, Israel, and, um, and I'm a mom. Um, my main focus is women's self-defense. Um, that is, that's really huge for me. Um, and I also do stunts and choreography uh, for film and, and theater. So yeah, that's a little bit a little background. <laughs> yeah, that's your umbrella with it, many it things is. underneath it. <laughs> it is. It is. I know people are always asking, what do you actually do though? Like pinpoint what you do. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many, so many things, but it kind of all, you know, was saying all that it fits all together. I think everything goes hand in hand. Um, and when people come through a client or whatever, it, it always feeds one into another, you know, so it's really nice that way, um, that it's not completely different avenues, you know, everything, everything just kind of streamlines. So it's nice. It keeps it a little bit more manageable. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, it all connects, like you can connect all these dots and I'd love to start with, you know, how you came into teaching women martial arts, <laughs> Yes. So actually that's a, um, a little bit of a story. I, so in the very beginning, I was, um, born into a, uh, an organization, a martial arts organization that is very well known. Uh, my father's the head of the organization. And when I was only three years old, um, I was deemed to be the successor of the entire system. And so it's about, a little over 10,000 students at one point. There was, I think, like 210 schools around the world. And um, so it was it was a lot, you know? I mean, it was kind of like a prearranged marriage. Like, this is what you're going to do. And, you know, and- It's a lot for a three-year-old. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to play with my Barbies. Oh, dear. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. <clears throat> um. So, you know, so going back to that, it was, it was a very uh, interesting, I guess you would say some people, they, they always say, well, you know, how did you figure out what you wanted to do? I was like, well, I kind of, you know, was <laughs> programmed like, oh, this is what, this is what's in your, you know, in your lap now. Um, fortunately, I really love martial arts. Uh, it was something I never took a break from. I never wanted to stop. Um, so fortunately, I really loved it. And um, there came a time and there was a, a few things that, that happened over time um, in the organization. And it was primarily men that I was teaching and, and not saying that men don't need self-defense or anything like that. Um, but I found, uh, you know, as I was teaching and, and kept going on, I went, this is not who I want to teach. This is not who I want to reach out to. Um, when you look at statistics, it's primarily women and, and children, you know, that are victims. And so I'm like, why am I teaching the, you know, this type of person in, in particular and, you know, giving the bullies the, the ammunition, you know, so to speak. And so not that all men or anything, but in this organization in particular. And I thought, you know, this is not really where I want to go. And especially after having my daughter, I'm looking at her and looking at, you know, my perspective changed for, uh, for sure. 
Um, and so there was a few things that happened in the organization um, that I just couldn't turn away from. And I thought, you know, this is not something that I want to stand up and, and be the, the leader of someday. Um, and so about, goodness, this was about four years ago now, um, I resigned from the organization, which was a really big impact um, on on other schools and everything because I had been traveling and teaching workshops um, throughout all my years. And um, yeah, so it was a really big decision. Um, but once I did it, I, it just opened up. You wouldn't believe the, the amount of support that I received. And then also just diving into a world where I knew I belonged, where I wanted to teach women. That was that's who I am. I'm only five foot one. And so for women to learn, I think from me, it's something different. You know, they see these guys that are what, 230 pounds or six, two, and they go, Oh, okay. So you do this and this, or, or you sit, I've seen one, you know, you sit down and then they can't pick you up. And I'm like, I'm five foot one. They just throw me over their shoulder. Like they say, thank you. You know? And so I think it's something different being taught by a woman um, and a small one, you know, to go, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. And I think that builds the confidence um, in women. And um, yeah, so it's been a big transition, um, but it definitely hit me when, when everything opened up. And I, it, was, it was a very scary time. I'm not going to lie. It's very scary to go, okay, financially, everything, everything was lined up. And now I'm cutting that off and I'm moving forward. It's, it's a really big um, decision to be made. But um, like I said, I, I had amazing support of um, two amazing men. And that was um, Israel, who's my partner. And then my best friend, uh, Nolan, uh, you know, just stood by me 100%. And it's really amazing to me to see men who support and honor strong women. And I love that. I go, gosh, why can't we teach more of that? You know, instead of a, just to be a man, you don't have to be a, you know, a chauvinist to, to have this perspective. Oh, why can't you enhance the women around you, your mothers, your sisters, your daughters, like support and, and love that and nurture it, you know? So, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just been a very big transition, but I tell you what, it has opened my heart and opened the doors to so many different people, uh, different communities, and I'm I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it's um, it can be hard when you leave, like you know, your identity or you know how yeah. you maybe based your worth or who you were on something, and step into something completely new, even though you know that it's right, you know, as <laughs> like a woman, a teacher, a coach, a mentor to these women, it can be that transition. It's, it's really scary. It is, it is. And, and even teaching differently, you know, it is, um, it is something to, to teach men for so, so long. And then all of a sudden switching and you're, oh, okay. You know, so things I have to, I have to do things a little bit differently. Um, I know <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but the, I feel like there's so many women that have more grit underneath. <laughs> you would think opposite, right? You would think, oh, well, I, I you know, maybe am, am softer when I'm teaching. 
And it's not the case at all. You know, it's quite opposite, actually. I mean, my goodness, we bear children. So <laughs> yeah, to fight, you know, yeah. And this yeah. is something that I really wanted to talk to you about today. This, you know, when I first connected with you and your work, it just like radiates this like powerfully graceful, confident woman and teacher and you know, when you were just speaking about women actually having that grit, you know, having that like power within them. But I feel so many women, uh, they're scared yeah, and they're, they're not confident and they don't trust themselves and they don't know how to step into that. So can you talk about your work around that? So when women come to your classes or come to work with you and maybe they are feeling you know, it's very, it's like you said, it's a very male dominated sport and world. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, can you speak about that a little bit? Because I find that really fascinating sure. journey for a woman to, to build this confidence and trust within herself through this sport. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, um, I find they have it. They already have it within them. And so I, I, I hear a lot, you know, and, and speeches and, and, you know, reading and everything. There's a lot out there that says, well, we need to, you know, we need to go out and we have to build it and develop it. And, and yes, and, and that is something, but um, it's all within us. And I think it's just in different forms, for sure. So we have to build on people's strengths. Um, that's the number one thing when somebody comes in to me. I always do kind of a, um, an evaluation, you know, and uh, I, I want to look at their strengths rather than their weaknesses that we need to keep building up. It's okay, what are their strengths? Now let's build on that. Once they have that, you know, self-confidence, I think it comes from knowing you have the ability to succeed, right? So once you build on their success, once you build on something that they are already they already are succeeding at, they're already strong at, then from there, everything else kind of comes into play, right? And it's just kind of like little building blocks. Um, I think it's being able to see that within people and, and see the strengths. I think we are so, so good <laughs> with ourselves, looking at ourselves and picking out all the little flaws, right? All of our weaknesses. Um, and the same, unfortunately, the same for other people. We see other people and we go, oh, you know, you have judgment right off the bat and you go, oh, well, they don't have this and they don't have, and why do we do that? I don't know. I don't know, but that is our first, normally our first thing that we, we do to ourselves, that we do to others. And how about looking at what is really strong within us, you know, and building on that. I just, um, that, that's something that is, is really important for me um, when people come through the door. Um, I had a, a woman that came in that um, was raped in her own home. And uh, when she came up, he was, he was actually being let out of prison. Um, and so she was, you know, very nervous. And when she first called me, she says, it's in a month. He's getting out in a month. I go, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> like get over here. We're going to train every single day. I don't know, you know, what to do, but I, I, I want, you know, I mean, a month, that's, that's a short amount of time to, to just, okay, I'm ready. I can, I can take down three guys, you know, it's, it, it's a lot to work into. Um, and 
I, I wish I had a video of the first day that she came in because I mean, it was, there was a lot of tears. There was a lot of, I mean, just anything that we did physically, it brought out emotion, right? Um, and now she is one of my strongest students at, I would say early sixties, strongest women I have ever met. And I'm going, oh my gosh, we, we started talking now, you know, and she says, you know, I think I'm ready to speak to other women that have been victims. And I would, you know, if you know of anybody or any organization, I think I'd like to speak to these women on building their confidence. And I go, oh my gosh, night and day from day one until now. And it's just, that's why I'm here. I go, this is, I'm just like the catapult, you know, to, to bring that out. And, um, you know, it's really, it's her, she's doing all the work. I'm just, I'm just giving little tools here and there. But um, right away I went, okay, what are her strengths? And let's start building on that. I think that's really, really important for people to see within themselves and with others as well when they first meet people. Yeah. What does that uh, journey look like? So from that evaluation and picking out the strengths and then what does the physical, I know that, you know, there's layers to this, especially if someone has had trauma, that there is, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual work that needs to be done. But talking about the physical work that, you know, you did together uh, or you do with these women, what does that look like? Well, so I do actually work on my foundation is something called key principles. Um, it comes from Aikido and uh, a Japanese art, and it is all internal power and learning how to use that effectively. Um, it's learning how to relax and breathe in threatening situations. That way you're actually able to execute the movements. So honestly, I don't dive right into the physicality. I mean, yes, we move, we move, you know, to connect the mind and the body together. Um, but that is not the foundation that I start with. Um, I honestly start with breath work. I think it's so imperative. I mean, breath is life, right? We stop breathing. We're, <laughs> we're not around anymore. And so I think people forget that, especially in martial arts. Um, and in a, it's gone more into like the MMA, you know, style and, and things like that, the mixed martial arts and UFC, and you see all that. And it's, there's a lot of, when you're seeing the fights, a lot of angst, right? There's a lot of anger in there. And, and I feel like we've kind of ventured away from the traditional aspects of martial arts and the foundation, which is to not fight at all, right? It's having that confidence and having that strength to walk away from situations. Um, and so I, I feel that that's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it's more out there and women are getting involved and, and it's, it's, at our fingertips a little bit more. We can go to a gym and go, oh, okay. They have also jujitsu and they have, you know, mixed martial arts. And that's fantastic. Um, I just feel that the traditional aspect has gone away a little bit at the foundation. Um, so you're asking about physicality. Again, learning those movements, it is a progression. Um, I start with the breath work. Then we move, you know, going into meditation. We'll do a lot of movement meditation from there. Um, and then a lot of repetition of different combinations, uh, just so that it's there. It's kind of a natural reaction. 
Um, and then we go into obviously, okay, if you're grabbed, if you're, you know, if you're held up with a, a knife or a gun or a club, this is what you do. Um, they learn weaponry as well. And this is something so, so important. Um, I have a lot of people that come and they say, I have pepper spray or I have a gun or I have, you know, what, whatever it is. And I don't need, I don't need self-defense because I have this, you know, whatever I have in my hand. The thing about it is any weapon is an extension of you. So if you don't know how to control yourself in threatening situations, how in the world are you going to get a pepper spray out of your bag in time, you know, and not spray yourself and then spray somebody, you know, so there's all these different aspects. Um, and I, I love, love teaching weaponry just because they learn, okay, it comes from within. It's an extension of my arm. So I don't care if you pick up a pen, if you pick up a rolled up newspaper, it becomes a weapon for you. If you know how to use your own body first and then translates into a weapon. So yeah, there's, there's different uh, modalities that we go into, but again, it, it all starts with the foundation. It starts with that inner power first. Yeah. And when you speak of that, I feel like, you know, we're in a society that just breeds distrust with the female body. And a lot of women don't have that trust. They don't know how to connect to that internal power that you're speaking about. And I've always said, you know, through my own training practice and working with women that like your body is the tool, like you need to be able to connect with it and you need to be able to use your body before you add in anything else around it. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. It's, it's um, <laughs> quite interesting when, when people come in and they go, um, <laughs> a lot of times they say, I don't have balance. It's the first, I don't know why that's a big thing. I, I have a really bad balance. I fall all the time. And they say, you have bad focus. It's not your balance. It's your focus. And, the, you know, and, and so, <laughs> some people are like, what? <laughs> why would you say these things to me? But we do, again, different drills and modalities to kind of harness that and then go, there you go. This is what you do. You know, I do a drill that I, I love and it's just very, very simple. You don't have to be up on scaffolding or, you know, climbing up anything. It's all it is, is that you lift one leg, you focus on one spot in front of you. I call it extension of key. You extend and you focus on one spot and then you close your eyes and you still imagine that one spot. Um, and in the very beginning, I just have them close their eyes, right? And then they're falling all over the place. But then when they drive that focus and that extension, they're immovable. So it's, uh, it's a very good drill, something to do at home. You know, you just stand on one leg, focus on one spot, close off the eyes and still imagine that one spot. But again, that's, that's a, a focus or balance drill um, that I like to incorporate into, you know, all the, the different things, but it's just one. Yeah. So when women come in and they'll say things like I have bad balance or I'm not strong or whatever, you know, there's, like you said, they're straight to what they don't have or what they can't do. Um, how do you start? Like you just gave an example of like the, the focus. Is it often that they've just never been taught how to connect that, you know, that skill or whatever they're speaking about to themselves? So, you know, if they say I'm not strong, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's within them, but they just don't know how to connect to that 
Uh, is that where the work kind of starts as well for you? You know, uh, like, does that make I sense? So. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think it's um, a lot of times it's opening their eyes to what they have the ability to do. Um, and that's why I, I go back and I say, you know, it's not me doing the work for them. I'm just, I'm just giving them tools to go along with it. But I think once anything with confidence, if you, if you see a little bit of success, that builds your confidence, correct? And so once they see a little bit of success in something that they thought they were weak in, they go, oh, I can do this. I can most definitely do this. And you see the switch. I mean, it's, it is, it's one of my aha moments, you know, where I go, yes, like inside I go, yes, you know, and because all of a sudden it just sinks in. And I actually, when people come in, it is very much that, I mean, it's nerves also. It's something that's, you know, martial arts, self-defense, people are nervous usually when they first come in. And so of course they're going to say, oh, I'm terrible at this and I'm terrible at this. You know, they, they spill all the, the weaknesses or what they think is weaknesses. Um, and then once they're shown just a little bit of and, and recognize, I'm not weak at that at all. You know, I have strengths in this and they build on that. They go, oh my gosh. So just little tiny wins is really when you see the, the confidence level start to build up. Um, it's, it's just those little successes and they go, oh, I can do this. Okay. Now what's next? Let's build on this. Um, something we just did recently, I, I was working with a, a mother and a daughter and we were working on a, um, a drill with, uh, our knee stick fighting. And so it's more choreography in the beginning, but later on again, with the weaponry, you go, oh my gosh, I know how to use this thing. Like it's, you know, because they're focused so much on the choreography side of it, they're not realizing that they, <laughs> they know how to use it after a while. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I know how to do this. And it's a natural thing for me. Um, so we were going through numbers and it was just one through four for a few weeks. We were going through just one through four, one through four. And then I started adding, okay, let's see five and six. Let's go to five and six. And Oh my gosh, five and six is so hard. One through four became easy for them. And then I said at the very end of the class, I go, now, do you realize, because in the beginning, one through four was so hard for them, right? And so <laughs> they go, yeah. I said, do you realize how easy one through four is? You guys are just whipping through it like it's nothing because you're worried about what's to come, right? They're the challenges. And I love seeing that. Like they go, oh yeah, we're so fast, you know? <laughs> You're doing it together. And they're like, we're so fast. And I go, I know, because you're not thinking anymore. It's become a natural reaction for you. Um, so little, little tiny things like that. It's really important. Um, and I think as an instructor, it's important to recognize that and then honor that and show them, look at how far you've come, right? Even if it's something small. Um, and that, that helps and, and it builds that confidence, that boost of strength. And they go, I got this. Okay. What's next? What do you have? You know, I'm, I'm going to learn this. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to, um, to see it all play out with people. Yeah. Yeah. As a, yeah, as a coach and a teacher, I think, you know, a lot of it is 
just giving them the process and the method, the tools, you know, and meeting them where their body's at and where they're at and then slowly building into that. You know, like you said, if you want to learn a skill or a movement, there's layers to it and we start wherever, where they're at. And then it's a a slow build process. It's the same, you know, often if a woman has a goal to do a pull-up, you know, and she might have been trying for years, but no one has, you know, taken the time to like break it down and really teach her the process and the method and the technique behind it and meet her where she's at. And then she gets one and she gets five and she never thought that she could get one. Uh, But, and that's so cool to see. Uh, And then the second thing I loved you saying was to really celebrate the wins, you know, and that's as a coach and a teacher, that's really important because we often forget where we come from and we're just focused on like what we're trying to do now or that we can't do the next thing, even though it's harder and more complex, but. I know. Oh my gosh. You know, and I want to, I want to say, I think it is so important for instructors. There's, you know, a lot of. Now there's a lot of coaches and, and teachers and, and instructors out there. I think it's so important for the instructors to step back and to watch a little bit. I feel like, and I've, I've fallen victim to this, where I want to give, 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 give so much information. And then it goes, oh my gosh, people get overwhelmed with it, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I always say to the students, I go, (laughs) when I've realized that I've overwhelmed them, I say, okay, take one thing, take one thing with you and that's it. And I'll be happy because you're going to grow from that, right? Don't take the 10,000 things that I just spewed out at you. Take one thing and then build from there. Um, And and so I just, if that's like a little word of... of (laughs) advice from my, (laughs) my fails as instructing. And then, and then, you know, coming out of that, I go that that's something that's very valuable is to just step back and go, okay, where are they evaluate the person and what they're doing? Maybe what you had in store for that day and to teach is not what that person needs. And I feel like you have to really step into where you are and who you're with. Um, and, and how the, the mood is that day or how they're feeling that day, you know, and then go from there. There's a lot, there's a, there's so much to actually teaching somebody, you know, you're not only teaching somebody, but you're teaching yourself as well along with it. And I think it's really important to recognize that and to recognize your space and your surroundings when you're teaching and not just, (laughs) I have my notes. This is what I'm going to teach and they're going to learn it whether they like it or not. You know, it's like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things I've learned as a coach over the last decade is, uh, you know, we're such teacher archetypes, you know, we've experienced it ourselves. We've been in the practice and we want to teach, you know, we want, we want to help these women move from not being confident to confident or being from being in pain to pain free. And we just want to like, okay, okay, I can get you there. But yeah, like you said, it's like, okay, we need to slow down. We need to like slowly go through the process and the method and, and meet, meet like ourselves and our students where they're at. (laughs) And I think the checking, the checking in is really important, um, you know, as a teacher, but even as, you know, a woman, when you're going into a physical practice is just checking in with the body uh, and listening to the body. But a, a lot of us find that really hard to do. 
It, it is. It is. It is so hard to evaluate. And I think that it, that's a great point. Um, and just with learning ourselves, not, not just teaching, but to really check in every day on how, how we are. Where are we? What are we feeling? Are we going to push through something? Yes. And I believe in pushing through. Obviously, I would not have, you know, been successful in, in my career had I not pushed through something I didn't want to do. I mean, come on. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, that's for everybody. If they, they would never <laughs> move to the next level or anything if they just, I'm comfortable here, you know. Yeah. But, Saying that, on the other hand, I think it's so important to check in with where we are that day and then to maybe go, okay, so I had this planned, but I think I'm going to do this with my routine, my training routine or, or my teaching, whatever you're doing, right? Um, I, I think it's just important to listen to our bodies, listen to where we are um, and see how we can move forward. Um, I think that's something that's true in... Uh, <laughs> which we, we kind of cover up. I'm, I'm going into more of the self-defense side of it, but a lot of people always say, um, you know, for women, and I've been, unfortunately, I've been told this in my past experiences, they go, women think with their hearts and not their heads. And so I was told that women shouldn't be in leadership positions because of that, because they think with their hearts and not their heads. If you can believe that, um, <laughs> that was <laughs> a straight <laughs> something told right to my face. I went, okay, okay, I thank you. <laughs> I see where this is going and I need to remove myself before. <laughs> before I hurt you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, no. But <laughs> with that being said, women have this amazing knack for intuition. And I think we try to push that out so, so much. We go, it's a flaw. It's a, it's our feelings. It's, you know, whatever it is. And when we try to to soften that we try to harden that. Right. And we go, no, 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 don't trust our instincts. Don't trust our intuition. Why not? We're given that as a gift. So use it. Um, and I'm going into more threatening situations. Use your instincts, use your intuition. If you feel like there is, I call my spidey senses, right? If there is something that doesn't seem right, if somebody is, is looking at you strange, I, I'm just whatever it is, right? trust it. Go back and go into a well-lit area um, where there's lots of people, what, whatever it is, but go into that, that safety zone and trust that. Don't be ashamed of it. I, I've um, often told people, because we go, we're coming out just maybe from a grocery store. Let me give you like a little scenario. You're coming out from a grocery store and you feel like something's off. Maybe somebody's following go back in, ask for like a, a bagger to come and help you to your car. It doesn't matter. Or just go and stand by somebody until you feel like, okay, coast is clear. I'm going to come out. But there is no shame in going back in somewhere and, and getting somebody to, oh, can you just watch me, you know, go to the car or, you know, like going back to school using that buddy system. You know, there is no shame in any of these things. Trust your instincts. I can't say that enough because I think we suppress it so so much as women, we go, oh, it's our, it's our soft spot. Oh, I'm feeling this. Yeah. Feel it, feel it and trust it and go with it. 
Um, and again, that, that ties along with the strength and confidence, you know, coming in and knowing, okay, there is something here. I've been given this gift and I need to use it. Yeah. You're the confidence in the listening, the allowing, the receiving in the body. And this is, I often, uh, you know, in my work, when it comes to our relationship to food and our body, you know, from diet culture, there's so there's so much distrust. We haven't been listening to our bodies for years, some women even decades. And so you come to those experiences, like real life experiences, where you may have this feeling or this intuition, but we're so trained to not listen, to, to block and to judge ourselves and think that we're not right. And yeah, I think what you just said is so powerful for, you know, these tiny little things, even though you think that, you know, that thing might not mean anything, they're trust builders. Every time that you think, okay, I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen to this feeling, or I'm going to listen to my body, and I'm going to do this one little thing, you've just built trust with it. Yes, for sure. hundred yeah. percent agreed. Yes. And then that's really powerful because that just can help us. It changes like, you know, how we show up. It changes how we relate to other people, how we feel about ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves. It can show up in like our physical practice as well when we start to to trust ourselves a little more. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just, it's important to, again, to pull that out, you know, and go, okay, it's okay. It's okay. And, and sometimes um, in learning, I think it's okay to be vulnerable. That's another thing that is, you know, a big stigma with, with women and learning um, and men and learning is, is being vulnerable, especially in men learning from women. That's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard thing I, I feel, you know, I have felt. Um, yeah, me also. <laughs> I bet. I bet it's, um, it's something that you're just like, what, like, what, what, you know, you don't think of it, but, (laughs) but yeah, I've been in workshops and, and teaching like a more of a physical practice and the, the room is full of males and you can tell that they're not really paying attention. They're kind of, and then I'll go to show them something and I'll do this like weird one arm kind of push up and we'll play this game and then they get down on the ground and they try and do it and they just can't and they look at me like how did you do that and you can just tell that there's a shift in the room but and it was because of like my physical ability which is a shame because we should already have that respect before I show them what I'm physically capable of but it is you're so right is that yeah yeah, you definitely, it's like you have to prove yourself first and, and, you know, and yeah, I've experienced that a lot and, oh gosh, stories, but, <laughs> but yeah, I usually do a demonstration if I feel that, um, if I feel I already have the room or I have the, you know, everybody is, is there to learn, then I'll go right into it, you know, but sometimes, um, <laughs> there's groups that I've come into and it's very, there, everybody's like, what are you going to show me? Like, you're tiny, you're not, what are you, you going to show me? You know? And so I go, okay. And so I'll have to do a demonstration first. You, and I'll get like the biggest person in the room. I'll go, okay, you come attack me. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> and then from there, everybody goes, oh, okay. Like, 
like anything. Okay. I'll listen, you know, but it's like, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to keep proving ourselves? My goodness. You know, it's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with uh, one of the women that I've just started to work with. And she was telling me how, you know, she was so nervous about going into a gym. She hadn't really been into a gym and she really wanted to try. And then she went into like the, the weight area and it's full of all these males. And, you know, she, uh, like she was waiting for a turn to use the squat um, rack and she was waiting for a really long time. And then she said something to one of the males and he's like, oh, you could just go over there and just use that and point it to like the machines or something. And she was, and it's just like she, that experience was quite traumatic for her because she's in this space where she doesn't feel safe. She doesn't feel confident. And then we have someone saying to us, well, you know, you can go and do that. Whereas, you know, on the other side of it, like I've been in gyms my entire life and I can walk into that space and I'm like, I, I belong here, you know, and I feel like so safe. And I think as part of like a coach and a teacher as well, it's, it's these little things that we help women navigate. Like, you know, often I get them to use the gymnastics ring. So I like talk them through it. Like, how do we, how do we touch it? What does it feel like? How do we actually use the equipment properly? Cause, and I'm sure you do the same thing when you use an object, it's like, okay, let's connect to this object. Like, it's not scary. You know, I'm going to show you how to like build this safety and this confidence with it. Uh, and I think these little things matter. So then when we're in environments where maybe where, you know, we don't feel that welcome, we feel like, no, you know what? I know how to use Use the squat machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so true though, you know, and I, I think too, when you are, you find skill or success in one modality, it kind of filters into others as well. Um, and, and in different spaces. And I see this uh, when I'm working with the corporate world, People have, and I think it's, it goes, again, I think it goes hand in hand with it because they go, I can use a weapon. I know how to defend myself. I, you know, they have that confidence and then they go into a conference room and they, they own the room, you know, because they build that same confidence within them. And I find that even in myself in different things where I would, um, you know, maybe I don't know people or I I don't know what I'm doing. And that's, you know, kind of like this woman where I go, yeah, maybe I'm a little lost, but inside I'm like, (laughs) and maybe this is a little bit silly, but I go like, well, I can take that guy and I can, (laughs) and so it doesn't bother me anymore. And I go, yeah, well, (laughs) I can have confidence to walk into this room, but I, it really, it it kind of, you know, it kind of bleeds one into another. I mean, if you can walk into a gym, like you're saying, I know without a doubt, we would be able to go back and forth on, on something, you know, you would be able to do martial arts. I'd be able to do what you do and all the modalities. And it's like, you know, just because, we have the confidence in our own specialties. Right. And I think that's true for other women when they're learning, they, they build this confidence and they harness that and they take it with them in other situations. Um, And I think that's ideally, that's what we want, right. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes throughout your entire world and your entire day, not just in one situation, you know, that comes up. 
yes. I think it should go through everything. So many yeah. yeses to that because often I, you know, when I, women, I, we start our work together, they, they want to train just to change like their weight, shape or size. And it's so much about body image, but training to me and having a practice is around all of those other things, building trust with myself, focusing, discipline, um, playfulness, strength, like, and when you, and I just believe, you know, if we can have this training practice that comes from this place of like, I want to connect with myself. I want to build trust. I want to be stronger. I want to be more confident. Like you said, it bleeds into all other areas of our life, like how we show up in the world, our yeah. work, our relationships, our creativity, you know, how we show up as a, a mother, a wife, a, you know, every everything. And that is the biggest journey that I try and take these women on is, is shifting from this focus about our weight, our shape, our size to let's feel strong and confident and certain and calm and balanced and free. And then what that does to all other areas of your life is so super cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weight and the, the image is just a byproduct of what you're actually teaching. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it, you know, if it does, you know, and if it does change, that is just a byproduct, but it was never the goal. It was never the focus. And, you know, I'm sure you could speak to your practice. Like, you know, the goal is never to like hurt the person, but it's to learn this practice, to have the confidence to, like you said, walk away or it just changes your posture. So potentially, you know, this, you don't get into a situation or something if your posture is different. The, the example that I could give you that's silly is I walk my dog in the, you know, winter here, it's dark a lot. Uh, and he's like, you know, he's pretty big, he's 65 pounds, but like I, it's, I walk in the dark a lot, but I feel confident. Like I feel safe, not only that I have him, but because of my physical practice, because my body feels really strong. And to me, that's really important to me to walk around and be like, you know what? I feel strong. So therefore my posture's strong, which, you know, may help me navigate situations. Yeah. I, oh, I say that all the time. I say that's 90% of self-defense is having that confidence because unfortunately, it, it, if somebody comes up, they're going to go, well, I'm not going to go after that person, right? That person's looking at me in the eyes. I always say that if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, look at them right in their eyes and say, I see you, you know, like, I mean, really like have that, that, you know, um, <laughs> dialogue inside and go, yeah, I see, I see what you're doing. I see, you know, what's going on. Um, and having that confidence behind it and just lifting, like you're saying, just keeping your head held high. Um, I think that that's 90% of it because people are going to be the ones that are, that are, are the predators, you know, they're going to think twice about going after somebody that's confident. Well, they're going to say something, they're going to do something, you know, they're going to go, unfortunately, they're going to go after the person that's looking down at the phone, that's not paying attention, that's, you know, that's a little bit more meek or, or the shoulders are slant, you know, whatever it is, right. That's what they're going to go for. And um, so I always, especially with my, my teens, I have a lot of uh, teen girls that I work with and I'm always going around like a little mama bear and I'm like, pull your shoulders up, but you know, hold that head high. Don't look down. Don't, do oh gosh, that's like my number one, you know, pull everything up, look at people speak yes 
Don't be yes. afraid, you know, come out and, and say, maybe you're the initiator when you're, you know, starting a conversation. Hi, I am, you know, whatever it is, right? But to make sure that you have that confidence when you come out. Um, and people feel that. People feel that and they either, if they're not, um, if they're not able to handle it, they back away or it's, it, it also brings in, you know, wonderful things also. I think that confidence can also revert back, you know, with really wonderful positive energy as well. So, um, you know, and that's, people are attracted to that for sure. So it can be, a, a, you know, a both things. Like it could definitely deter from the predators and it can bring in positive light and, and good people into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like, I just, we need to talk about this more. It's like, you know, we don't speak about periods or we don't, you know, it's kind of one of these things like, you know, often I've shared about my thoughts that I have out there when I'm walking around in the dark. Like I think about it. I think about like, what would I do? And, you know, and I just, I feel like we need to talk about this more and it's not something that is spoken about a lot. And I feel like it's so important for young females to really learn, again, this connection to their body, this confidence and how to manipulate their body and somebody else's as well. And, And I think that's a really cool thing to you know, experience as a young woman to, um, and so that's why I, I love your work and I love what you do. And I'm just, because we need more of it. We need to talk about it more. And I believe all women need to, you know, to learn, to learn this stuff. I I always say that, you know, when, unfortunately, a lot of people come in to uh, learn after the fact, Right. And so then they go, oh, my gosh, I something I was attacked and I, I now I need to learn self-defense. Unfortunately, I see that all the time um, because I think as, as females, we're usually not the ones like doing boxing matches or, you know, at parties when you're younger. And so I remember like boys, like <laughs> like putting together boxing matches and oh my gosh, <laughs> just like terrible things, you know, and like wrestling Fighting and wrestling. And yeah. Yes, we're, we're always taught, no, no, you have manners and you cross up your ankles and all, you know, whatever, all of these things, right, that we have um, growing up. I think, I think we're venturing out of that a little bit and how uh, kids are raised nowadays. But um, for sure, I see that in my, my peers and, and friends as I was growing up, I was like the more of the tomboy, I guess, because it was like, wait, you, you're fighting? And I always have like a black eye or you know, something. And they're like, what is wrong with that girl? <laughs> Something's wrong with her. But, <laughs> and I wouldn't speak about martial arts either. So that was a whole different thing. People were like, what is happening to her? But um, <laughs> so I, I just don't think it's instilled in us, you know, as, as, uh, young adults and, and children even. And, and I think it's, it's more for the boys. It was always for the boys. Um, and, you know, I think there is so much that we need to um, have as preventative measures. And I don't say that um, I'm really big on um, <laughs> whatever you put out is what you're going to receive back, you know. And so 
with that being said, whenever I teach self-defense, I'm not teaching it as if, yes, it's going to happen to you. So you need to, you need to have this because it's going to happen. You don't want to bring that onto yourself. It's something that you can do. You have in your back pocket, just in case. And the way I was talking about it before with the key principle side of it, it's a foundation that you can bring into your entire world, into your daily life. It's not something that, only if I'm down a dark alley and I see this, you know, this guy with a trench coat on, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's usually not like that. Right. It's usually somebody, you know, or, you know, unfortunately it's different circumstances in that sense. Um, But again, I think it's just always something that we have in our back pocket that we should always have, you know, and that way we can just let it, let it go throughout our daily life. Um, there's something that I always say it's when the moment of truth has arrived, the time for preparation has passed. Um, and I think that speaks with a lot of different things in our life, like in your, you know, in your lifestyle and and fitness and, and with food and everything, it's like, when that moment comes up and I have seen this with loved ones and friends of, of diabetes and things now, oh gosh, we have to learn how to eat. We have to learn how to do all of these different things. Oh, we need exercise in our life, right? Why not prevent that from happening? Why not start now? You know, and I feel the same with self-defense start now, have it now that way, ah, just in case you need it, it's there, right? It's not something that we're pushing out there and, and saying it's going to happen to us. It's just there in case you need it. Yeah. I think it's really important. And then, you know, it's all the other things that come along with the practice in itself that we're forgetting about. You know, it's not just about just in case you get attacked. It's about the soft skills that you learn from the practice. You know, it doesn't and it can be any practice to start with. But I believe we need to learn how to navigate our body around something and another human. And but, you know, it's just those skills that we learn focus, attention, concentration, calm, connection, trust, strength (laughs) that, yeah, carry, carry into all areas. Uh, To finish, could you tell us a little bit about your practice right now? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Like my daily practice? Yeah. Just like, you know, you come, like, I know that, you know, you've competed and you trained a lot and you know, you have done stuff in like film and choreography and, but what does it look like now? Your, yeah, your daily practice. Yeah. So um, usually I I have a a pretty regimented daily uh, or morning routine uh, that I like to do and it involves meditation. It involves the breath work. um, And then usually I start with that and then I just go into a little flow Um, and if it's a, maybe kind of like a mesh, if you're watching it of like modern with yoga, I guess, I don't know. And then some, you know, I'll pull in like really slow, maybe, um, Qigong, you know, movements in there as well, but I'll just kind of create my own thing. I won't really, you know, have something set, um, and just connect all the things together, right? As soon as I wake up, I like to do that. Um, I definitely cut out at least two hours a day for training. And so maybe it's in the morning and then another hour at night. Um, I've been running a lot lately. And so that's my, my little morning thing. Um, I'll usually do it in the morning because by the time I'm rolls around, I'm like, I don't want to go running anymore. So it's usually first thing in the morning after my little movements. And then I'll go out for a little jog. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, just making sure that I, I train at least a couple of hours a day, uh, depending on, on what's going on that day too. We do have a lot of classes and, and um, do a lot of outings as well. So a lot of hikes and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and it, it just depends too on what I'm doing. Um, if I'm filming right now, we're doing a, a Netflix uh, film. And so uh, if I know we're going to do something pretty intense, then I will definitely train up to it. So I did one where, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing, but I was, I had to chase a car and I had, I'm a CIA agent in it. And so there's a gun and the, you know, everything on me and I'm, I'm running and they go, okay, Kaimi ready now, you know, you just chase the car and they had all the, the camera, you know, the crew and everything inside the vehicle. And I go, okay. And so I'm, I mean, I don't know how many takes we did. And I am sprinting out in the dirt, like just sprinting my heart out. You know, I tell you what, I couldn't even move the next day. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> just max efforts, repeated max efforts. Yeah. In a suit. I mean, it was horrible. I was like, this is terrible. But I, I went for it. I mean, I'm not going to not do it, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. If there's anything about me, I will do something 110% and maybe I'll pay for it later, but yeah, <laughs> I will do it. I will get the job done. Oh man. Um, but I'm, I'm also training um, with my Kung Fu instructor as well. I've been with him um, since I was 13 years old. And believe it or not, and it didn't happen like this, but it, uh, or plan, my daughter started at 13 years old with him as well and training. She's 14 now. So she's been training for a year with him. But I just thought of that the other day. I went, oh my gosh. I said, we were talking and I said, I was 13 when I started with you. I said, Tiana's 13 when she's, and that's amazing, you know? And so it was kind of, it was kind of cute. But oh, he's so cool. I'm getting old. That's what he said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I train with him uh, twice a week. And uh, my daughter is training with him once a week. So yeah, it's just, just something, you know, I, I definitely I feel better with my and believe it or not I mean well not you know you understand but with my mind like if something is cluttered and I feel bogged down the best thing for me is movement I just you just get out of your brain a little bit and you connect and really you're connecting everything together and afterwards I go oh now I know what I need like uh, just go for a little jog I don't you know even even if it's a walk or whatever it is but it's so important and I feel like um there's so many things out there, you know, okay, well, we need medication and we need this pill for this because we're going to fix this. It's like, gosh, move first. If anything is, you know, uh, <laughs> please move first before you, you know, you have to take something or whatever it is, you know, I, I, I feel very strongly about it because I know it's helped me in, in my life, uh, just movement in general. But yeah, that's, that is what I, I make sure I do daily. I make sure I sweat at least twice a day. <laughs> yeah, it's very important. Uh, and I think that, you know, we need to reframe how we think about training or working out or exercising to this is a practice, you know, and yeah. we have many different things we can do in the practice. Yes, we can specialize, you know, in something, 
But, you know, we are generalists. We need to move. The body needs to move, yeah, for the mind, for the stagnation, for the connection, for everything that we've spoken about today. And I really just encourage all women to move from this place of it just being about your body image to all the other beautiful things that movement brings you. Yes, for sure. And even if you don't know something, right? People always, I, I think it, because it's right at our fingertips, it's on Instagram, it's all the social media, you know, it's right there. And we go, oh my gosh, they're doing this beautiful handstand. I need to be able to do that. No, no, you don't. Like I, I was talking about in the morning, I just move, you know, I'm, I don't know, you know, you don't have to know what you're doing. You just start moving. And pretty soon you go, I feel better. My endorphins are opening up. I'm breathing. I'm bringing that life into my that life force into my life again, you know, and I, I think people just need to get out and do rather than getting so caught up, you know, in this monkey brain. It's just, oh gosh, we have to be perfect. We have to look a certain way. Ah, let it go and just start moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have um, one of my famous, uh, one of your famous little quotes that I love is when you hit a wall, just kick it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that when I saw that, you know, and that's just like, if you feel stuck with this stuff, just like kick it in and move past, go for a walk, you know, and if you really feel stuck, find a teacher that can support you, that can help you, that can create a bit of a plan and structure and teach you a process and method. You know, there's so many amazing teachers out there that, um, but yeah, I really love that. You know, when you hit a wall, just kick it in and just keep moving or find someone that can help you, you know, learn to kick it in. wonderful and especially now oh my gosh you know there's people like us like I mean just across the world and you're able to connect with them and it's if you want to learn from somebody reach out chances are they're doing virtual classes or I'm I'm doing uh virtual uh four-week programs you know for women's self-defense and it is more about awareness and, and connecting again to your breath and things like that, um, because there's some physicality that we, we ha- would have to do in person with, with self-defense. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. You, and, and just, again, like you're saying, just go through that and go, okay, just ask. What, what's it going to hurt to ask, right? To DM somebody, do you do this? Do you train? I don't, you know, do you teach online? Whatever it is, just ask. Chances are if, if they say no, okay, well, you just went back to where you started, right? Yeah. You didn't use anything. So yeah, I think, I think for sure, if you're ever stuck, um, you know, reach out because it's just, it's right there for us. There's just so much and, and to be able to connect to people. Yeah. Do you want to finish by just telling people where they can connect with you with your work? You just mentioned that online uh, self-defense class. For sure. So um, the gym has a website. So it's authenticgym.com. I am working on my personal website right now, but mostly um, they could just reach out on Instagram um what else they could email me um at my the gym email it's k-a-i-m-i at authenticgym.com and it's um authentic gym is o-t-h-e-n-t-i-k-g-y-m um they can definitely reach out there and on instagram as well so yeah yeah i would love to have people connect that'd be wonderful yeah thank you thank you for 
showing up powerfully in this space for doing this amazing work. Thank you for helping women build trust with themselves and their bodies, confidence and strength. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful that you made the space and I love this conversation. Oh, oh, thank you for doing what you do and reaching out to all of these women and just getting that message out to everybody. I think it's so important. This is wonderful. Thank you for this connection. Beautiful. Thank you. You can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Bye for now. Hey, warrior woman, I've created something very cool. Warrior school. Do you feel like you can't get the results that you want in your training? You don't know how to eat to support your training and cycle. And do those irregular or painful cycles actually stop you from training? I've worked with hundreds of women and have had thousands of conversations and most have struggled with at least one of these things, some all three, for years, sometimes even decades. Warrior School was birthed from what I have learned and experienced myself over the last 13 years about training, food, and the menstrual cycle. It's an individual coaching program and online community for women who want to get strong and learn how to train with their cycle. So if you're feeling lost and disconnected from your body, if you're feeling tired and confused, and you feel like you don't have a good understanding in how to train for you. I'm here to tell you that there's something you can do about it. Warrior School teaches you how to train smart to get results. You will learn to understand what works for you and it will feel really bloody good to train. I will also teach you how to eat to support your metabolism, training and cycle. Join this community of women who lift weights, track their cycles, and train with them.